0: Alright, what's happening? What is going on? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. How are we doing today? Appreciate you joining us. And uh, let's get to it. On today's show, we're going to kind of wrap everything up from the early cash out podcast we did on uh, on Tuesday. And I just felt like it was a pod where we kind of got a little into the weeds with some details. So let's just kind of iron everything out with early cash outs. And we'll also talk about hedging because the two were kind of in that same chapter, right? The same category of different investment techniques, different ways to to bet and to use our bets once we have something placed. So let's start off with the early cash outs and just sort of wrap everything up. We talked about on yesterday's show with a couple main bullet points to to take away. Because I feel like, look, I feel like it was good for a lot of reasons. We we talked a lot of detail, we talked a lot of math, but. I feel like it did get kind of in the weeds and this show has all different levels of listeners. So let's kind of clarify what yesterday's show talked about. Early cash outs. When you've got an opportunity to cash out early, this happens when you make a an individual bet, right? Just a single bet, a straight bet. And you're maybe winning late in the third or fourth quarter or towards the end of the game. Or if you make a parlay and you've hit four or five legs of your parlay and only have a couple legs left and, and you want to uh, cash out early, right? Because the sports book, most sports books are going to have a cash out feature where they'll offer you a certain amount back to get out of the bet right now, take some money, and uh, essentially finish the bet. It cancels the bet, they pay you out a certain amount of the bets and the, uh, the bets over. So, Uh, Let's talk some takeaways. Let's talk some main bullet points that we hit yesterday on early cash outs. The first one is the sports books will almost always try to give you substantially less than you're owed at the given time of your cash out. So what this means is when you hit that button, when they're offering an early cash out and you hit that button at that very moment in time, what the book has done is they've determined the current probability that they think you'll win that bet. And they're just paying you back less than what that whatever price that is. So the sports books all chalk this up to a win for them. Every time you hit the cash out early button, even if you made a $10 bet to win $10,000 and they're offering you back $6,000 because you've won so many games in a parlay, what they've done is calculated it and say, okay, this bet may be worth now $7,500 and they'll offer you $6,000 back. So the books always do. I mean, this is what books do, right? This is how they handle pregame bets. This is how they handle live bets. This is how they handle their bonuses. And this is how they handle their cash outs. All they've done is calculated a price and they're trying to pay you back le- less than what it's worth. It's just the rules are flipped here. Instead of you paying them money, they're paying you money or they're paying you money. It's just they've found out a way to pay you less than something's worth when normally they're just charging more for something than what something's worth. So when books offer you a cash out and when you accept the cash out every single time you've done that. And look, I'm not saying I've done, I'm immune to it. I've done it too. Okay. I think we've all cashed out at one point or another for different reasons. But my point is whenever that does happen, the sports book does look at that as a win for them. So ask yourself, If this is a net net, uh, you know, a zero sum game where there's one winner, one loser, either it's you or the sports book or the sports book or you, if this is a situation where the sports books chalk this up to a win for them. Do you think it would make sense for us to do in the long run? And the answer, of course, is no, because what they're doing is they're beating expectation once again, just like when they charge you minus 110 for an event they think will happen 50% of the time, they're paying you less than they think something is worth. So that's really all that comes down to. So that's the first thing is books will almost pay you less, substantially less in, in many cases than you're owed at any given time of you cashing out. Number two. If you're looking to hedge off parlays, when you've won a couple of parlays, I think that you're making parlays that are just too big for your comfort zone. Because what's the what's the point of making a, you know, a 17 parlay if you're just going to look to, you know, hedge off that seventh game every time you get there. And if you think that you're guaranteeing profit by doing that, that actually doesn't work. And we'll talk about that when we get to hedging, but So so that doesn't work in the long run. Um, Because a lot of people say that's a strategy, right? Well, we make a lot of parlays and we use those as tools once we get to a certain point. That doesn't really work, right? Like it does futures bets for hedging, not the same thing with parlays. So, But we'll talk about that when we get to hedging. But in general, my takeaway is, or my point there is, if you're doing that consistently, getting to a point where you've won a couple parlays, but... You're getting nervous you're looking to guarantee that profit on that last leg or two you're making parlays that are simply too big and the reason that that does come down to is parlays are nothing more than rolling one bet over into the next bet if there was some sort of incentive and you made more money back for making parlays for every leg you added then there'd be something there but that's not how parlays work parlays just roll the winnings over from one bet to the next bet. So for that reason, you know it's, it's it it doesn't make any sense to eventually hedge off of a parlay. If you, you know if you want to make a sixteen parlay, you got to ride those six games. That's why you're making the parlay. Don't win five and then look to cut into your winnings. So that's number two. Is if you're looking to hedge off parlays consistently, it's probably a good sign that you're making parlays that are a little bit outside your comfort zone. Maybe scale back the amount of legs you have in the parlay. Number three. When evaluating early cash outs for single bets, and this is a big one because this is where it got a little confusing yesterday. When evaluating early cash outs for single bets, it all comes down to this thing. What percentage do we have to win our bet? And what percentage are they offering back of what our original bet was? So if you made a bet, $100 to win $100, that means if there's a, think about it, if there's a 100% chance you win that bet, that bet's worth $200, right? So you'd get back 200. The 100 you bet, 100 you win. That's if it's a 100% chance you win the bet. If it's a 50% chance you win the bet, the bet is worth your original $100. That's that's what the bet's worth, okay? So if you think there's a 50/50 chance that you're going to win your bet and you bet $100 and they're offering back 100, that's a fair price back their offering that's how we kind of do that with the money line now the same thing with the spread spreads a little more difficult because spread comes down to what should the spread be right now in the game and that's a little bit tougher to tell that comes down to your own way of live betting right but it's the same thing if we have a team minus seven and the current spread is that team minus seven in the fourth quarter again a 50 50 chance we're going to win the bet and we can draw conclusions based on what the payout should be based on those numbers. So number three of this is when you're evaluating the early cash outs, it all comes down to what percent chance do you have to win that bet? And what percent are they offering back of your bet? That's really what it comes down to. Now getting there is difficult, but that's the main thing you have to answer. And overall, this is kind of an overall thing from yesterday's show. It's never really good to cash out early. Okay. So that's the takeaway is it's generally not ever going to be good, but If that money is really important to you, if that bet means something to you, if for whatever reason that 500 bucks means something to you, the math sort of goes out the window, right? Because my instructions and my advice on this show are all for people who want to learn better habits to win long term. It's all about grinding out good habits and you're going to be very pleased with where you are at the end of any week, month, year but the longer you get, the longer you see the results of good, disciplined uh, bets. But overall, if you want, if you're in a place where you you know you need that money, it's going to mean a lot for you. You know, you're in a pinch, you're in a spot, you need for bills, whatever it may be. Then obviously, this long-term math doesn't matter because in that one instance, you need that money. So cash out, right? So this all at the end of the day, this really comes down to you and your account and your situation and your life. And like, that's, that's the overall, right? I tend to say on here, okay, overall, and then I give some math explanation, but I do need to give the caveat this, these, these pieces of advice and this information I give is for long-term winning. It's not for If you're in a short term bind, what to do? Obviously, if you need the money, take the money. Don't worry about the math because the math doesn't matter if you don't have money to bet long term. So that's the last thing for yesterday's show. Wanted to wrap that up with early cash outs. Now let's turn the page and get to hedging because, you know, hedging and early cash outs are really in the same sort of category. People use them the same, they're different betting and investment techniques, and hedging is itself really all about reducing risk. You see, cashing out early is more about taking the money now. Hedging is done for several reasons in different situations. And really, there's different outcomes. Hedging is not for one specific thing. So let's talk about hedging. Again, hedging, if you want to boil it down to one sort of one sentence, it is all about reducing risk. And it's done for different reasons. If you can lock in a profit on, say, like a futures bet it's an opportunity to hedge. If you want out of any given bet, like we talked about on the last show, if, if you sit down and it's not going your way and the handicap is totally off, you could hedge out of a bet. Both of those are examples of reducing risk. It may not seem like it in both, but really what you're doing in each of those examples is taking your risk profile and shrinking it. And this happens more and more for futures markets. Okay, let's let's actually give an example of a futures bet where hedging would be an option let's use this year okay if you bet San Francisco the 49ers uh, in the preseason to win the Super Bowl okay San Francisco was 10 to one in the preseason to win the Super Bowl so let's say you bet San Francisco you put a hundred dollars down to win a thousand so that's your preseason bet well obviously <laughs> that's looking pretty good right now right so let's say the 49ers get to the Super Bowl well, what you could do is use this futures bet to now hedge and guarantee some sort of payback for yourself. And it would be worth it because this is a single futures bet. And there's a lot of math that's already established and determined here. Okay. So we're going to talk after this about why this doesn't work for parlays, but it does for futures. So in this example, let's say you've got San Francisco, uh, 10 to one. Okay. In the preseason, hundred thousand. They get to the Super Bowl, and let's just say they face the other favorite, the Baltimore uh, Ravens. Well, right now, I think if they met on neutral, San Fran would probably be around minus three. Okay, and this is including health and, you know, uh, personnel, all that kind of stuff. It's an assumption, but I think San Fran would be around minus three. So, what that would mean is Baltimore would be around plus 140 on the money line. So, what you could do in this situation is. You already have 100 to win 1,000 on San Fran. You could bet, let's say, 200 to win 560 on Baltimore if Baltimore won. Okay, so now if San Fran wins, you win 800. And if Baltimore wins, you win 460. That actually is worth it in the long run because both sides are coming away up money. So that's an example of hedging where you can use a futures bet, something you made months ago make a current bet with what's going on to lock in a nice profit that you can make over and over in the long run and win money. And that's what it's about is over the long run, does that pay off instead of just this one individual situation where we can just get away with some cash, right? Now, let's use a parlay as an example as to why that doesn't work, okay? So let's say you have a six-team parlay and you've gone five and oh. What a lot of people will do here. Is want to guarantee some sort of a uh, a payout for this five and zero streak in their in their parlay. So let's walk through this as an example, okay? And this is pretty general for minus one ten bets. What this parlay would look like. So if you put ten dollars down to win four seventy four, that's kind of common what you'd see on on Twitter, right? Uh, so what that means is you'd have a sixteen parlay that would pay plus forty seven forty one like right around there, right? If they're all minus 110. So $10 to win 474, it's a pretty good payout, right? So if you've won five in a row, you've gone five and zero, and you're waiting for that sixth game to start, what's happening? You know, you're calling your friends, you're saying, what do I do? Do I hedge? Do I, if I'm five and zero. I could, could, you know, make 474. What do we do? So what's happening is you now have a single bet on the sixth game. A lot of people don't realize this. You don't now, the way that many people look at this is, you have a ten dollar bet to win four seventy four. That's not what's going on here. That five and zero matters. <laughs> You're five and freaking zero. You're five and zero. That means something. So what you've done is you've actually turned that ten dollars into about two fifty. It's actually about two hundred and forty eight and change. But let's just keep the math simple here. You've turned that ten into two fifty. So that bet is actually worth about two hundred and fifty dollars right now. Okay. So if you want to rewind to the cash out, what we talked about earlier. What they may offer if the bets were 250 is maybe 200 on the cash out feature, right? They're going to take their win, their 50 bucks, let you get out of the bet. So either way, let's get back to the hedge. That's just an example to, to bring that back. But your bet right now, if you've won five in a row, you've turned that $10 into about $250. So that last bet, that sixth game you're waiting to start is actually a single bet, $250 to win about $227. It's one bet. That 5-0 oh means something. It's down to one game. You've got a $250 bet on one game. So that's why the, the parlay doesn't really work is because actually your volume of money keeps increasing with every bet that you win. So let's say you want to hedge, okay? You want to lock in that profit on this game. What you would do is go bet the other team at minus 110 to lock in that profit. So let's say you bet the other team of this sixth game in the parlay 110 to win 100. What that would look like in the math is... If you win the original bet, you would win 364. Because remember, the original 474 minus the additional 110 that you bet. Okay. So you, if you win your original bet, your original 16 parlay, you win 364. If you win the hedge bet, which is going to happen half the time, you'll win 100. So it seems like a sure thing. You're a $10 better and you can lock in either 364 or 100. What's wrong with that? But what's happened? Let's take a look at what happened a little bit deeper. Okay. This better took a situation where they only had $10 at stake to win 474. See, it's not just about what you'll total back. It's about what you have at stake as well. Okay, so this individual had only $10 at stake to win 474. That's a pretty good bet given one game, 50% chance to win that one game, to win this 474. Now what they've done is they've added $110 to their total bet. So now this individual better has $120 on that on the game. And they're only going to win 364 half the time and $100 the other half the time. So they're greatly diminishing their returns in the pursuit of an immediate guarantee of money. You see, it's this short-term thinking that gets people... Over the long run, or I should say, that disables people over the long run from making money, and it's sort of counterintuitive, you know. And this is why math isn't meant for for human beings. It's tough for people to get math. Math is the most hated subject in school year after year, and all the the surveys they do with students. And I get it, you know, math. It's not meant to work in our brains. Math is. It's not natural to us, right, to a lot of people. So once we walk through this, and you can kind of see, and it's magnified. Oh. It does make sense. That's why these sports books are making so much money. You know, this is what's happening here because it seems to us a situation like this that it's good for us because to to the individual better, if you put a magnifying glass over it for that one instance, it actually is good for them because they either win three sixty four or one hundred. So for this one bet, this is a good thing. But it, it, it's about what you're diminishing in your potential returns and your expected earnings, and the sports books will gladly take this every single. You know, day of the week. So, you know, again, this advice that I give on this show is for making good bets over the long run. As I said earlier, if you're in some sort of a spot and guaranteeing profit on one game would be good for you for that situation, hell yes, do it. Make sure you get that money. Make sure you take care of yourself. This is for over the long run. You shouldn't be doing these things because that 10 bucks to win the 474 is actually worth a little bit more than a 50% chance of 364 or a 50% chance of 100 with 120 at stake. So these things do add up, and it's this thinking that kind of ruins people over the long run. So by taking the other side of a last leg, that's extraordinarily different than hedging a futures bet on the Super Bowl once you get there. If you take the other side of the last leg of a parlay, you're just cutting into your money, right? You're cutting into your winnings. If you if you make a futures bet and it gets to the Super Bowl, and you can take Baltimore or San Fran and... Make sure you're winning over the long run. That's actually a profitable you know, way to hedge. So hedging is all about reducing risk. You can either lock in profits or you can get out of any given bet. The whole getting out of a bet happens way less. so We're not going to spend that much time on it today. But that's how hedging should be looked at is it's all about reducing your risk. And you know, this is why hedge funds are called hedge funds is because hedge funds use all kinds of hedging uh, uh, techniques and the... Investment world in the uh, stock market world, and they're really minimizing risk for everyone's money. That that's what hedge funds do. They want to make money, make money, make money, but they're they're not for you know, so to speak, making parlays. Right? They they're making singles, hitting singles, hitting doubles here or there, and they're not going for any home runs. That's kind of how you really win in the long run. That's how hedge funds win. That's how sports betters win. It's not about the lottery. It's about grinding it out over the long run. So. Uh, yeah, does it for today's show. Appreciate you listening. Stay tuned. Coming up next, we're going to have a 2023 sports betting data. So if you're interested in 2023 sports betting numbers in the U.S., listen to the next show. So appreciate you uh, tuning in. We'll talk to you soon right here on Sports Betting Daily.